Wu-Tang Bloodkin, a goblin who comes up like lambskin. Imagine, can shut up with old dirty insulin. You're bound to catch AIDS or something. Not saying I got it, but nigga, if I got it, you got it. What? It's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. Muse, what's going on? Uh, not too much, my friend. How about yourself? Dude, there's a lot going on. What can I say, man? What more can I say? It's true. We got the future of YouTube hanging in the balance. We've got... (laughs) Again? Because of PewDiePie? Like, seriously, there's a common denominator here. There's this apparently new thing. Uh, Advertisers can specifically select to not show their ads on certain content. Mm Mm-hmm. And the the three things that are the option are embedded YouTube videos, live streaming videos, and games. Dude, PewDiePie is fucking up the game for everybody. I'm telling you. He all you had, like I said, all you need to do, bro, was play video games and not say the n-word. Like just shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He didn't even have to be funny or original. <laughs> all he had to do, he he realized early on. Kids like the funny voices and the funny faces, the the funny reactions. That's all I gotta do. The over the top reactions and not say the n word. He could have said anything else, honestly. Like they don't yeah. seem to really care if you're using profanity or anything else. Like he he just could have been like, ah, oh, fucker, and it would have been fine. Yeah. But it, even as addressed in his apology video. He said the worst possible thing he could have said. First of all, can I just say, he didn't even look that pissed off. Like, it wasn't like, holy shit, I've been working for, for to get this thing for so long, and god fucking damn it! Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like one of those moments, it was just like, this guy's being annoying. He's being such an, you know what I mean? Like, it was like that. From the body language alone, that that's not someone who's, like, super angry. And second of all, j- just the way he responded afterwards, that was not someone who was like, Oh shit, I fucked up. My bad. I didn't mean to say that. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, I said a naughty word. Oh, I'm sorry. Asshole. And then if you fast forward, uh, he makes note, sometimes I forget I'm streaming. Which just goes to show you that that's just how he is then. Yeah, exactly. That That's my point. So him saying that word, from my perspective, is like when you accidentally say fuck around a bunch of kids. It's something you did accidentally because in regular company that you're typically around, you say the word more frequently. So even in the most forgiving sense, all he did was expose himself. The uh, the heated gaming moment quote is from a uh, a dick bag we've mentioned on the show before, Ian Miles Chong, a reporter, journalist, I guess you could call him. Uh, he's an incel fuckwad, spends a lot of his time uh, being an anti-SJW on Twitter harassing Chelsea Manning, misgendering people, as recently as trying to get a journalist fired for being bad at a game. This guy led that whole fucking march, which led people to draw the conclusion that, okay, so for future reference in the gaming community, uh, being bad at a video game, unacceptable. N-word, acceptable. If you want to make money on YouTube, it's gaming. Mm-hmm. And that was partially thanks to PewDiePie because he opened the door. Well, not, I wouldn't say opened the door, but he became the first real big guy kind of to break out, which is partially because he's not an American and YouTube likes to push foreign content creators because they like having that image of like international mm-hmm. entertainment, so they're bound to push you yeah, anyway. But, but he's still a white guy, so you know. <laughs> Still a white guy. 
<laughs> but we got all these innocent channels that are going to potentially suffer. But yeah, that's what sucks. That's what sucks. It's like he's he's still taking home money at the end of the day. It's everyone else is going to get screwed over. PewDiePie, because he has 54 million subscribers, is seen as the face of the company. If any advertiser is looking to YouTube, they're going to see him and Google him. Maybe they won't even have to because I'm sure they've heard about it by now and go, why would I want to be involved in this website if he's their poster Mm -hmm. boy? If he's the sole representative, the the big cheese, why would I want to even be attached to this? Now, now, if you're out there defending him by saying, like, oh, he just used a word, it shouldn't offend you, it's just a word. Well, obviously, you don't believe that. Because if you didn't think that words mattered, you wouldn't even be using words to defend him in the first place. Wouldn't you think to yourself, "Ah, I could say something to defend him, but eh, the words I'm saying don't have any real power, right? I'm not really going to be able to convince anyone because they're just words. And the word racist is also just a word, so why do I even care about the accusation? You know what I mean? The thing is, you do care because for some reason, you're way more emotionally invested in some capacity to want him to be able to say this word without consequence, ignorant of the history behind it. Now, I'm assuming a lot of these people are younger, so they don't understand the history behind it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I put it to you like this, like... I don't say the K-word for Jewish people. Not because I feel like I'm impressed by them, but because it just personally feels like it'd be being disrespectful to their culture. Like, even if I knew some Jewish people who were cool with me saying, like, whatever, it's like, and eh, it's always been a word used to denigrate them. I don't really have a specific history with it. As someone with empathy to their plight, I show respect by just not saying it. You know? Like, I don't lose anything by just not saying it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and and my thing is, I actually wanted to say to you, because, like, I know you have used the word before, but I feel like every time I, in a video that you've done it, it's always been, like, in direct reference to a lyric in a song. I did want to address that. Okay. Um, because I have seen people leave comments and even kind of, like, bring it up to you in an instance of when this topic had come up before. I forget who did it last. Probably PewDiePie, for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. But... I've always kind of subscribed to the, if it's a quote, or if it's a song title, then I did it because saying, like, for example, a couple of years ago, there was a song called, uh, a song by... The, the My Nigga, and it would be weird if you were like, my inward, my inward. <laughs> yeah, right? So it's like, I could have I done that. And in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have said it at all, because... I have made it a point on this sh- on this show since to not say it at all. Even in quoting lyrics, I I try I try to skip over it. Uh, there was one time where we were talking about a song and they used it a lot, so I just bleeped it out to kind of show the absurdity of how often it was being used. <laughs> I don't want people to listen to the show and get uncomfortable because of language. You know, like there's already enough going on. Every time I upload a new episode of the podcast, it's immediately hit with a, uh, this isn't, um, appropriate for advertisers. Why would I make it even harder on us? Which is absolute by nonsense. By using racial language. By the way, which is absolute nonsense, by the way. Like, rap music videos all the time. You see advertisements before their songs. You don't see anybody, uh, future complaining, hey, what the hell, I got hit with a, uh, but with a claim that my video can't be monetized, you don't never hear about that being a problem. I just want to say, I like, I respect you for not wanting to say it anymore. But like, I understand the context of being like, well, I'm quoting the lyric. And not in that sort of like, oh, look, 
I'm quoting the lyrics, so I should be, look, I'm going to say, no. Like, you know, it's just like, I'm reviewing the song, they say this here, and I'm going to talk about it. Like, I get it. I understand if you don't want to do it, and, you know, I, I prefer it, and it, I know it's, like, weird because I'm saying it, but even I try to say it less, you know what I mean? But, um, like, yeah, it, it's very complicated concerning black people, but, like, especially for white, just, like, just don't say it. Just, just don't. Why does it matter? Why is it that on important? On Twitter, a couple days ago, when this whole thing broke out, uh, someone who follows me on Twitter just kind of got into this whole thing about why he, as a person of color, you know, didn't see a problem with it, but mm. their argument was that PewDiePie was joking by saying it? But see, the thing is, it wasn't a joke. Like, what was the joke? Oh, no one would expect me to say the N-word. It's like, yeah, but we do. I mean, like, a white person saying the N-word? How crazy! It's like, that happens all the time. Like, maybe it's because he's in Sweden or whatever the fuck he's from, and he just doesn't understand, like, that that is still a very controversial thing. But it's not like white people don't say the N-word anymore. The racist people know they can't say it around black people as much anymore. He's divorced from the history of this, so he doesn't understand it, so it doesn't seem like it holds weight for him. When you say, you know, you're fine with it if I'm saying it in the quote of a thing, like, I, I appreciate that, but because people have expressed that they're not, I'm not about to. Like, like I said, no one's stopping you from saying it, could, but could you just be empathetic to people's, you know, to, to people's histories and what's happened with people, something that's still affecting people to this day? Just be empathetic towards it. And that empathy should lead you to want to not say it. But if you still want to say it and you're just like not an empathetic person, okay, you can continue to be that person, but just don't get mad when uh, no one gives a shit about what you're going through. Don't get mad when you're like, why is everyone calling me a racist? Oh, I thought we weren't supposed to be empathetic to anybody, so we shouldn't be listening to what they're saying. Because the fuck what you think about being called a racist. We should definitely talk about the apology. I think it was actually good what he did. Because he didn't he didn't just do that bullshit before where it was just like, oh, I'm gonna apologize, but you know, get off my back and you know, I'm the real victim here, you know? <laughs> yeah, bullshit, uh, you know? And, and flip off the camera at the end. The thing is, it's good that he's at least giving off the persona of someone who's genuinely sorry for what he's done. But what is he going to do going forward? What changes in attitude are going to manifest in his video and content going forward? When you, like, take for example, if you had a personal friend that did something annoying or something that, like, you personally found, like, offensive, like, they made, like, a your mom is dead joke and they know that your mom died. You know what I mean? Like, you'll, you'll forgive them for doing it initially, but you don't fully forgive them yet. It takes a few days. You know what I mean? It takes a few days to see that they either don't do it again, or if they get close to looking like they're going to do it again, they stop themselves. You know, it's not enough to just say sorry. It's about making sure the offending thing doesn't happen again, because it's not just about the instance. It's about what was behind it. And unfortunately, PewDiePie has shown numerous times that he thinks that nothing he says matters and has regressed. So it's going to take longer to really prove that he's worthy of forgiveness. And uh, it says, like, if this was the first time, and this had never happened before, right? You know, it, it, you did something stupid, no one's ever really talked to you about it before, maybe you've never thought about how your actions affect people, but after multiple times, you have to do more to make up for that. To just say, forgive and forget, immediately enables not just one mistake, but it enables a pattern of mistakes. It allows a, a problem to continue without any considered effort to show that you've learned anything. 
And as we've seen, white nationalists are praising him. They praised, praised him for the death to all Jews sign. They praised him for all the stupid shit that he did to wear and to make America great again at. The fact that he doesn't, the fact that he thinks that it doesn't matter. And here's the thing. I feel like he isn't a racist. I feel like he is as, as he is as racist as any white person who doesn't really understand the, you know, uh, problems that people of color go through. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, I don't think he has a malicious racism. I think it's just sort of like, Oh, I didn't think it mattered, so I thought it was cool to do this because I'm a white person. I can be divorced from history because nothing affects me. You know what I mean? And it's in that sort of way where it's like, but the thing is, the fact that he doesn't think that it matters, that's being taken advantage of by neo-Nazis. And that's what he needs to understand. Is And I've said this before, when you don't care, people who do care will take advantage of your apathy. And that's the problem. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, the thing is, it's not going to just be a, you know, oh, we forgive him. We understand he made a mistake. You know, it just needs to be, like, going forward, hey, maybe the next time you see someone being you know, made fun of, you call it out. You know, you, PewDiePie, with your platform, take efforts to be like, look, you know, I was stupid and I did something like this. I'm trying to tell other people, please don't do this. You know what I mean? Like, retweet someone saying something like mean and just be like, dude, don't do this. We're trying to make a better community. You know, like, just go forth and show people that you're trying to, trying to be better. And not just in, like, the cutesy sort of, like, oh, what? I think that racism is bad. Heard of dirt. No, show that you care that it's bad. You know what I mean? Like, sure, yeah, if you had never said any of this in the first place, you wouldn't even be in the situation. But you gotta know to be a hypocrite. And now you know that there's a problem. Now that you, now you know there's a, there is a problem with language that is directly... Um, um, brought to your attention. You can't just go back to being ignorant anymore. I'm sorry. You have to learn. And if you want to go back to being ignorant, there's going to be plenty of people who want to take advantage of that. I know we're going to catch a little bit of shit for not, you know, getting off his back entirely because he posts an apology video, but that's not enough. Well, it's a good first step. It's a good first step. It's a good first step, but I'm not about to forgive the guy or completely think that, you know, he's completely in the clear. While that was a better apology video than we saw last time as we've said that's not really saying much as his last apology was a what like 10 plus minute blaming the media playing the victim flipping off the camera at the end just being an obnoxious douche this one was a lot more nuanced he was very uh clear in his message and he took time to say that uh that is not what he's usually like, even though that kind of contradicts his sometimes I forget I'm streaming line. The one problem I have with it, at one point he says, you know, when I'm online and I hear people saying words like that, you know, it, it's embarrassing or it's cringy or whatever. And that's, and, and I, I don't like doing that, which is basically where he leaves it. What is so annoying about when you got a person like this who says something like this, apologies oftentimes do get them off the hook entirely because it gives his genuinely racist followers the ammunition and the the ability to say, oh, come on, what more does he have to do? He said he's sorry, which immediately paints you as the harasser because you're not willing to get off of it, even though... The apology is 
is literally just not enough. And what he could have done, call out the people that have been defending his actions or what he had said. He didn't take that time. It is a very, very, very short video, which is to the point, and I appreciate that. But I think he could have taken a little bit more time and addressed the finer points. If you're looking at the comments on any video um, highlighting that part of the stream where he had said that, everyone is saying, oh, it's just a word, or he's just joking, or, you know, PC culture is running wild. PC culture running wild, brother. What are you going to do <laughs> when, this, <laughs> when this sensitivity to other people's cultures comes to your door? The big one that's the most troubling, I think, is the every gamer does it argument. The anyone who's ever played a first person shooter has had this moment. And that just paints every gamer with the same broad brush of they're all racists, which we know for a fact is not the case. And PewDiePie realizes, or at least he should, but I doubt he does, the magnitude of what he has done it's not only affected him it's probably affected him the least honestly it'll affect the gaming community because it will continue to paint gamers as misogynistic violent as immature. racist immature it's going to hurt the gaming uh youtube community because now it's going to hurt ad revenue for other people who have never said anything in that of that nature that is now just going to be looked at as, you know, being in the same class as PewDiePie. What I think we don't think about at the end of the day is that PewDiePie, back in the day, had the, had the reputation of being an entertainer whose audience was largely children. And I don't know if that's changed, uh, per, se, per se. I haven't seen his analytics or whatever. I don't know the average age of his viewer. But this is why him saying it is such a big issue compared to... I saw a lot of people compare PewDiePie to uh, iDubbbz, who made a video and he made a whole big thing saying, you know, why should this word be any worse than these other words we can't say? And it's like, people were like, man, why didn't anyone give iDubbbz any shit, but everyone's on PewDiePie's shit? Because iDubbbz is an obnoxious asshole whose audience is probably mostly trolls, and probably not children. PewDiePie is, his audience is extremely impressionable. And we've seen this because we see the sea of trolls that are willing to defend him. They're all young kids who don't have a grasp on the language, why it's offensive. And he should have looked at that and been like, I have 50 million subscribers. I can afford to lose the racist ones. I'm going to go ahead, <laughs> denounce this fully, be like, hey, look, I slipped up. I'm really sorry. Anyone who does this, though, on the regular basis, you really need to fucking, you know, clean up your shit. Watch what the fuck you say. It's still, at the end of the day, and I, like I said, I know we're going to catch shit because we're not empathetic enough to the guy. But like you said, he said it in a moment of anger. It was his go-to. He then followed it up by saying, oh, I'm sorry, I, I, I mean, uh, but really, what an asshole. As easy as how it flew out of his mouth. And then later saying, I forget I'm streaming sometimes, 
implies that this is pretty regular thing for him. So just by saying, hey, I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not normally like this. Well, we don't have any proof of that. <laughs> like in the album we're going to be talking about later. And one of the lyrics, one of the guys, one of the lead singers randomly throws out the F word. Yeah. And, and if you don't know them, you're going to assume they're homophobic. Like, if you don't know PewDiePie and you're watching a stream, let's just picture you're a parent, okay? And your kid is in the room watching the PewDiePie stream. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of the room, you hear, oh, what a effing N word. You're going to think your kid is watching a racist video gamer. Because what <laughs> other context do you have to go off of? He's basically uh, blaming his racism on all gamers. Because other gamers say those words all the time. So it just kind of came out. It's like, he's badmouthing you guys. Like, the people who are probably rushing to defend him. You know what I mean? The diehard gamers that are probably rushing to defend him. He's saying that you guys are the reason why he did that. <laughs> Shit, uh, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, <laughs> your boy, your boy, Ted Cruz. My boy! R.I.P. Ted Cruz. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, man. Has, has there been a, like, public statement yet? Um, I think the official statement was it was an intern and not Ted. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> that intern can get fired. No one's gonna give a damn. But the reputation of me, Ted Cruz, conservative, Republican, Zodiac killer, my reputation <laughs> needs to go untarnished as the man who said that people do not have the inherent right to masturbate. I reserve the right to masturbate. Well, I think, I think it's like his finger slipped. You know there's more. You know there's more, but his finger probably slipped, or he didn't think that people could see the stuff that you like. Milk Toast Ted over there with his basic bitch taste in porn, if it's him. Yeah, I know. I was just like, it's not even interesting. Like, <laughs> Us here at the Going Off Podcast have not went 120-plus episodes harboring the reputation of being kink shamers but it's ted fucking cruz <laughs> well here's the thing some people said like you know um they put around the hashtag oh ted cruz did nothing wrong he did nothing wrong yeah that's the thing he didn't do anything wrong the point is that he's a fucking hypocrite yeah <laughs> the, it's not that we're saying oh how dare you watch porn it's that Look at Jess. He watched porn too, and you're trying to down other motherfuckers for it. You know what I mean? That's the point. If it were a politician that was like, hey, you know, I'm for LGBTQ rights, I believe that sexuality should be open. If you found that he had liked something, yeah, sure, we'd have a quick little, oh shit, that's what he watches. But, you know, it, it wouldn't be like, yo, we got your ass, didn't we? I saw a lot of people comment that they thought it was ironic that Ted Cruz would apologize and deny doing the one thing that made him seem human to us. Yeah! <laughs> what I find funny is that Ted Cruz was caught before Trump. <laughs> Which, the only, the only theory I can present is that Trump has a secret second Twitter. <laughs> for which 
he likes and retweets porn because it's goddamn walk in on underage girls changing, grab them by the pussy. <laughs> Here's the thing that's weird to me. It's like, are you really like getting your porn from Twitter? Like, that's weird. Like, like, is that where you're discovering it? <laughs> you know, like, why just use Google? <laughs> just use Pornhub. This is where he felt safe. He thought no one would check his twi- his Twitter, which, like I said, this is going to open floodgates. Just you watch. Because now people are going to be looking at all type of celebrities' likes. <laughs> They're going to be looking through Trump's with a fine-tooth comb, who might have well been the intern who liked that porn on Ted's account. Who knows? Maybe he got Lion Ted's password, and he wanted to make him look bad for... I don't know, whatever reason, salt in the wound. Yeah, see, here's the reason why I think it's bullshit. It's so random. There's no, like, it's not like he did something recently that was really big, and now someone's trying to get him. You know? It's just out of nowhere. It was just like, at the end of, you know, 9-11, you know, the, the commemorative date or whatever, he didn't do anything particularly that day, I don't think. You know? And it, and it was just like, out of nowhere, like, wait a minute. Wait, why did he just like that? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it wasn't like an especially like, pl- it didn't look like a planned moment. It really looked like a genuine, oh shit, people can see that? <laughs> just give up the ghost. Just say you like it, man. It's okay. It's okay. What if this hinges on like him getting divorced though? Like what if this ruins everything? D- you know what? You know what? Hey. Maybe you should be more open about sexuality and push forward policies that, you know, actively uh, help people and don't hurt people and allow people to have fucking dildos in Texas, you fucking weird motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, like, honestly, like, I can't feel bad for him. Yeah, it's like, you know what, motherfucker, that's just gonna have to be karma for your ass. Like, I'm sorry. You know, no one told, no one told you to make it so that people could not get dildos in Texas. And yes, that was a thing. This week on the Going Off Podcast, we are reviewing an album requested on our Patreon by Jacqueline Erickson, Hollywood Undead, Day of the Dead, the 2015 release. And if you have an album that you would like us to review on the podcast, it is a one-time $40 pledge to either patreon.com slash rapcritic or patreon.com slash muse. Um... This was quite an undertaking, looking two weeks out and realizing that we were going to be doing Broken Side, followed immediately by uh, Hollywood Undead. So I was not looking forward to this. Um, I went first last week, so um, RC, I'm going to let you spearhead this one. Uh, Going into this the first time I listened to it, it kind of sounded like insane clown posse, but without like the pretension. Eh, to an extent, because I think that ICP have more of a grasp on comedy. Like, yeah. with Hollywood Undead, I feel like they still take themselves too seriously. Like, oh, we're such fucking badasses not to be fucked with. Yeah, and and then they do have moments where they try to joke. I can't stop saying dick, 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 and then cock, hick, a dickery dick, a dickery, dickery dock. That just wasn't funny. First of all, you haven't even said dick that much before this you know so it was just like where is this coming from i won't say dick until you touch my dick yeah <laughs> is that just like a thing 
I fucking guess with these guys. Uh, but, you know, when, when I went through the second listen, I actually got more of, like, an evolution of pop punk, in a way. Uh, and, and I don't know about you, but I kind of really enjoy it. I, I enjoy this sort of, like, this is the song that they would use for, like, you know... Uh, action movie trailer sort of thing that their music kind of goes for. You know how that's kind of like the big thing now. You use like it's like a metal song, but it sounds darker. You know what I mean? That sort of shit. Like the the, the first song, uh, the, the verses were kind of men till the third verse with Charlie. Charlie Scene. Yeah, Charlie Scene. Uh, then we get how we roll. These choruses are fantastic. Like every single one, I was like, yo, I can imagine hearing this and singing along with it like no problem you know it had yeah it hit that for me um the one song where i felt like it didn't was war child because honestly it it went a little too close to 303 territory for me i'm the complete opposite on the choruses i thought those were like the weakest parts of the song oh come on you weren't singing along with any of that no fuck no Uh... but with war child it was the closest to like the the fuck is this because I don't get what that's supposed to be. First yeah, of all, like I'm in the I'm gonna club, party I'm like a, party a war like child. A war child. Like what? What? What is that? <laughs> what? What is that? Yeah, a child of war. Because that automatically makes me think really dark shit. Like children of war aren't partying. <laughs> no, they're running for their lives. <laughs> or they've lost parents in the war. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I don't, I don't know what they try to do with that. Like that's my main thing of like just aesthetically why I don't care for Hollywood Undead is because they always have this fucking macho like uh buh, we're fucking we're fucking like we're we're pseudo thuggish but we're not to like I don't know how anyone is supposed to take these people seriously. Yeah, especially in their they, voices. They they play it Yeah, but they play it so straight. Which if there's one thing I would give Broken Side over uh, Hollywood Undead is that you could tell they were just fucking around and just kind of doing it for fun. But, like, Hollywood Undead is almost doing the same thing but acting like it's cool and it's so not cool. Mm. Like, for me anyway, I didn't think it was cool. Like, this is how we roll. Like, am I really supposed to picture these guys like fucking badass motorcycle posse? Like... I didn't. I didn't get that. I didn't get the. I didn't get the visual on that. And as far as the music goes, like you had said, sound like action movie trailers or whatever. This sounds like such sub standard mid two thousands, quote unquote hard rock. So much of the music was so generic sounding to me. Mm. Like it could just be anybody. You know, I, I'll say this. I liked it a lot more when they were singing versus when they were rapping. I, okay. I was able to get more into it when they were singing. Like, with, with the songs that were just being sung, I was like, I could feel the energy a lot more than when they're rapping, because like you said, it sort of slips up in their verses that it's like, I don't really believe that you're really that badass dude. But the choruses, I feel, bring them together a lot, a lot more times uh, than not. You know what I mean? See, I know that, I knew this was going to be one of those reviews where you said, I listened to it once, and I don't think I need to listen to it again. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I uh, I begrudgingly listened to it all the way through once, and I figured I'm good. You know, on that because I, I feel like I've heard. I don't know if I I just maybe didn't get this, or or maybe I just imagined this, but I can swear when they first came out, like everyone was dumping on them. 
And yeah, I feel like a big part of that is just the idea that like people have it in their mind of like rap music and metal. It sucks. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that is uh, such a boon for people. Like, if you mix rap and rock, people are... It is a thing. As soon as somebody brings up rap and rock, I never hear anyone say, oh, it's so cool that they mix that. I always hear people saying, oh, they think they're fucking cool mixing rap and rock. I never hear anyone praising that, except for Linkin Park lately. When Linkin Park first came out, I remember them getting the exact same shit, too. I remember everyone, at least in my high school, thinking Linkin Park was the fucking shit. They were the... The, the talk of the town no, like, in Gastonia, like, anyway. People liked them, but whenever it came to critics, it was always people dumping on them. Oh. Oh, well, maybe. The rap and rock mix uh, has been done well by some, but it's very easy to fall into being sort of hokey. Like Rage Against the Machine mixed rap with like, alternative hard rock slash almost metal. Not quite. Um, and there's a lot of acts that get the new metal uh, label. A lot of them easily fall into the corny category. But, like, uh, Korn was a big one there for a while. I remember people liked Korn. People liked uh, Rage Against the Machine. Of course, people hated Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's really when you started doing, like, the like you're doing that shit over rock beats that's when it gets a little you know it gets into that gray area i feel like the same thing would happen like if people respect eminem and all this stuff as soon as he puts like a guitar over a beat all of a sudden people don't like it it felt like that would happen i I wasn't aware that was a thing yeah and you know I, i mean i didn't think kid rock was that bad I thought he's, you know, he's a generic rapper. He's representing sort of like the dirty, you know, white boys, southern shit. But it was like, no, it's not that bad. And, but people always like, oh, white guy, fuck him. Oh, he's just derivative. And it's like, you listen to his songs, it's actually pretty cool. Like, I might not have gotten into Metallica if it weren't for, you know, the fact that he sampled um, uh, the sad but true beat. You know, and sure, he didn't do a lot with it, and so it did kind of come off as a little like just repeating it. But you know, it, it was kind of cool. Like no one really thought about like that was the new thing, like to mix you know metal and rap. And I personally thought it was interesting to do that. You know what I mean? Uh, fucking his biggest hit, "Ball with the Ball." I remember people trashing on him. Oh, what the fuck is "Ball with the Ball"? It doesn't mean anything. It's like it's literally a throwback to one of the first big rap songs. And as I'm listening to it, I don't, I just don't get that immediate turnoff factor. I actually find it kind of endearing. I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, mix this together. Like, I enjoyed the, the, the over-the-top singing with the choruses. I enjoyed it because, you know, a lot of, a lot of songs are trying to tap into those feelings. And they do that, do that sort of over-the-top thing to give you the atmosphere of this sort of, uh, this sort of, like, end of the world. You know, we're gonna party like it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, I liked where they went with a lot of, uh, things like that. I loved disease. I loved, uh, gravity. I didn't understand the point behind, uh, does everybody in the world have to die? That was a little confusing. (laughs) But it was like, the music behind it was sort of like, the music and the attitude, it was dark. It was this weird sort of blend of high energy that sort of made you feel what, what was the reality of what they were talking about. You know what I mean? With me, because I have no problem with, like, rock music 
for me, like I had said before, it just kind of felt like copied and pasted. Mm. So I don't, I don't have a problem with someone if they want to rap over a rock beat if what they have to say is interesting or if it's a well-written song. I didn't think these were well-written songs. Mm. When I start out with Usual Suspects and I hear someone say, and I'm snatching your snapback, huffing on some paint, and I think I'm half black. Yeah, like, that was dope. when we were talking about Broken Side last week, and I was saying that it was somewhat kind of like ripping off black culture, mm-hmm. but it was kind of making its own thing, I felt like this was like a little too much. A little too derivative. Trying to put itself on, on too much of a pedestal. I did think that this was pretty, um, pretty pretentious at some points, but just the fucking... I was just so sick of how much they, they try to paint themselves up, paint themselves up, as, um, as like, badasses. And I hated the choruses. Like, like the, the, the high-pitch Chester Bennington chorus, but, like, on helium. Oh, and it was man. just, it was annoying. It really? was like nails on a chalkboard with wow. that shit. No, I enjoyed the shit out of that. Oh, man. Again, if, if the voice would have been a little different, maybe... But I didn't think any of these songs had anything particularly interesting to say. And no, a few I, years I, will, back, I will agree with you. It, it does. It runs a solid groove for me. It, it's one of those albums, like, it's a solid groove. And I can understand it's like, I mean, you could have dropped off half of these songs and you wouldn't have lost any message. Like, I get that. But, you know, there's some mm. songs like Gravity, which is sort of like about, like, you know, staying the same throughout getting success. You know what I mean? Um... But then, then again, when it comes to the chorus, it's like, well, you could have traded out any of these choruses and it would have kind of had the same feel. Like, I get that. But right. I just didn't think, like, or especially Disease. I love the chorus of Disease. I actually, my favorite song was Party By Myself. I, I think that's interesting because that's the one where they're acting the goofiest. But I really enjoyed it because maybe it's, like you said, there was absolutely no pretension behind that song. That's when I prefer them. Mm. is when they're not taking himself too seriously and you can tell they're just you know just ma- if if they want to make a goof track you know make a goof track you know but like when i reviewed an album of theirs like 4 or so years ago there was a lot of the same beats that there were on that album that they hit on this one where you need to have your badass macho tracks now you need your pseudo depression anthem which again i don't have a problem with a band you know making a song about that because i'm sure there are a lot of people listening that could benefit from a song like that but i never it's never exactly believable from these guys especially when you have it surrounded by all this other like bravado mm. bragging talking about bitches and shit and it's you like you know what i could see i, I could see like I think because I don't suffer from depression in that real way. I think someone who, who really did, they would listen to this as someone who's not a fan, you know, and they'd be like, oh my God, this is just hokey. It's pretending. You know what I mean? Someone who's really into that will see kind of past that maybe that they don't really, they're not really able to tap into that as well. But I think as someone who's just seeing the aesthetic and thinking like, hey, that's a cool aesthetic. You know, like I could see listening to this. Definitely not trying to listen to the extra six tracks. That they put on here? What the fuck is it? Fuck no. Dude, if you're gonna put them on there, just fucking put them on there. I'm tired of this shit. 
with this, well, here's the original version, but here's the remastered version. You know what? If you want to do that, then you would have put it on the original. Put out another, put out an EP with these extra songs. Why waste the time to be like, oh, no, but you got to buy it again because we added a couple more. Fuck off. Gotta touch on Dark Places. Dark Places, Dark Places. Track 5, it's the one right after War Child, which is another one of those not taking itself too seriously, trying to be a goofy track, but the chorus didn't make sense. Um, Okay, yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. With Dark Places, it's one of these, it's the one that you had said earlier, the, uh, I can't stop saying dick, 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 then cock, hickory, dickory, dock, it's all that shit. Earlier, it's trying to make this whole thing of, like, you know, nothing's gonna stop us. You know, we're fucking forced to be reckoned with or whatever. And then they randomly throw the F-word in there. Yeah. See, here's the thing. I'm not ashamed to admit this on the show. Whenever I hear rappers do that, I fucking skip to the next track. (laughs) Because I'm not trying to hear what you have to say if that's what you're bringing to the table. So that hickory dickory dock shit, I missed that because I was out. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe that gave you a good indication of what was to come. <laughs> because into the first chorus, I was already gone. Again, like I was saying earlier about PewDiePie saying the N-word, it's like, so maybe I'm pissed off because I feel ripped off. The industry's a bitch. Then she'll rip your dick off. God, this sucks. Famous and broke, then into a joke. But I've come too far, not given up hope. Like, up to this point, it's like, all right, this one, not giving up hope. Then I'll break my back, and I ain't gonna choke. Show these F-words on top that I keep climbing the rope. Why? <laughs> Why did you have to say that? It didn't even feel necessary. Like, it really, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's always like, maybe before I was cool with it, just because, like, I never had to think about it. Again, people take advantage of the fact that you don't have to think about certain things. You know what I mean? Um... But, like, now that I, like, actively think about it, when I hear it, I just go, like, yeah, why did you say that? That could have been any other word. It's not, like, it wasn't the rhyme. You know, it's not like you said, it's a habit. You you know what I mean? Like, no, it was just a part of the sentence that came before the rhyme. So, it, like, it wasn't even necessary to the rhyme scheme. And it was just, like, <laughs> like, God damn it! <laughs> you know, you literally just didn't have to say that. You could have replaced it with any two-syllable insulting word. Asshole. Fuck boy. Like, anything. Four, it's kind of walking on eggshells listening to rap from the 90s yeah. and not hearing that because you almost expect it. Even in, even in some fucking ghost face, he throws it in there. Oh, and it's yeah. like, dude, it's like, I totally expect more from you because I know you're a talented dude. And you don't need to fall back on this shit. So it's like, why do they? But it's because they don't have to think about it. But what's funny to me is that, like, it's not like they say it a lot. They just say it, like, that one time that puts the needle in your eye. You know? And it's just like, uh. (laughs) You could have just not said it. The way they said it was, again, like PewDiePie. It was, like, out of anger. Mm -hmm. So... It's like, wow, do they really have a problem with, with gay people then? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. You know. I don't know. You know what would be interesting is that we need a rapper to come out who's gay who says that all the time. I think that would be the biggest fucking thing because that would take all the air out of the sails. You know what I mean? Yeah, we have a song where it says, hey, it should be okay to be gay. It's like, yeah, but that's a nice way to do it. Hip-hop doesn't get nice things. <laughs> right. We get that, it. That's very true. Yeah, we get it. They get it when you're when you're hardcore, when you fucking go in. That's why I was saying, like, if you're 
you know, if uh, Young Thug is supposed to be a gay rapper, which I don't think he is, if he's supposed to, if he's gonna be that, then I would say, like, dude, just fucking come out with it. And say, like, yo, I'm, I'm fucking up these, you know what I mean? Like, just say that. Yeah. Say it a whole bunch and make it so that people just go, like, oh, shit, all right, it's not really fun anymore to say, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's what's gonna happen. You take the wind out of the sails. That's why uh, black artists use the N-word so much. The idea is that you take the power away. Now it's our word. You can't say, you can't say it anymore. Not only is it uncomfortable for you to say it, but now we're rebranding it. We're not afraid of this word. You can't scare us with this word now. In fact, we are using it. That's the point. We received a thing in the mail from St. Joseph's Indian School. And it was supposedly like things made by Sioux children in the school. And we were under the impression that these people need money. They're doing a good thing. So we were considering that for a moment. And I had asked, like, is there a reason it says Indian? Because normally it would be Native American. That's when Molly informed me that, like you were saying, some circles kind of use that and embrace it as sort of a term of endearment, sort of like what you were saying, taking the the quote-unquote power and just being like, no, 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 we'll say Indian, but you can't, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, then we found out that Anderson Cooper did an expose on the school back in 2014, and they're full of shit, and all the shit they send out is made in China, and the whole point oh! of the school is to convert <laughs> people into Catholicism. So, oh, shit, man. Yeah, we're not gonna... We're not gonna support that, after all. Wait, wait, so it's like, basically, they're trying to do... Holy shit, that still goes on?! Oh, like, like these schools where they take Native American children and they try to take away their culture by being like, you need to learn about the good Lord. You know what I mean? And it's like, look, 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 look. Like I said, I, I'm a Catholic. Like, I personally believe in it. But, like, to specifically try to change the people whose land you took, not even letting them keep their own religion and only saying, you will only be educated if you will take, basically, let your kids be brainwashed. Fuck that. This shit still happens, people. The only reason why we don't talk about it is because, well, no, history's over. Nothing bad happens anymore. And, you know, actually, if we're going to circle around to it, that's kind of partially the thing with, you know, PewDiePie saying the N-word and thinking that it's all good. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. no, history's not over. It ain't over, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, <laughs> history's not over. This shit still affects people. For you to look at it like, well, I haven't seen any- anything bad happening around me. It's like, yeah, mm. that that's part of why it's allowed to continue because it doesn't happen in front of you. And that 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 was the thing going back to it about um about the PewDiePie thing was that I saw people say, "Man, why why am I only seeing white people say this isn't okay? I'm not seeing any black people speaking out against against this." So it's like, are you looking though? Like, do you have <laughs> black people in your circle, or is it just like a purely white echo chamber? Because the only people I saw on Twitter who were defending him were fucking, like, these stereotypical Gamergate fucks, mm. you know? I didn't see anyone with a verified check mark besides fucking Ian Miles Chong trying to defend him because everybody in the community knew that it was wrong. The only people who were defending him are the ones that had nothing to lose. Well, you know, it's funny that apparently, wasn't it he said after he saw what happened in Charleston... PewDiePie was like, I'm not going to make any more uh, <clears throat> references to, like, you know, the KKK or anything like that. Because he 
he was like, wow, I realized how real this still is. And it's like, yes, exactly. Your white privilege <laughs> is showing, you see. You don't have to know about that because it doesn't happen to you. But when you're seeing now that now that it's hurting a white person, now that a white person died because of it, oh, you're seeing it's still a thing now. Oh, now that they're marching in front of all these statues to keep them. Oh, why do all these racists want to keep these statues? Oh, okay now. Yes, this didn't... But the problem is, this didn't pop out of nowhere. It's because this institution, all of this bullshit was in place for years and now that it's finally being challenged they're coming out of the woodwork to defend it but the reason why mm -hmm. it, all of these things were there in the first place was because of the institution of, of racism you know what i mean that's why it's not cool for you to just do that but all right let's get back to that <laughs> <laughs> what would you rate this oh, album overall man you gotta make me do it look i enjoyed it I enjoyed it for what it was. All right, you know, people always give me shit when I when I don't like something. They're like, "Oh man, you didn't you didn't just need to enjoy it for what it is." Look, look, for this one, I was able to enjoy it for what it was. All right, and because of that, like I said, I really liked Party by Myself. I loved how actually I feel like if maybe if they would have been more goofy, maybe I would have enjoyed it. And maybe part of the reason why I didn't I didn't give it that extra that that extra you know mile of love is because. You know, they did they didn't go all the way out and they were they were restricting themselves by thinking they needed to play the badass role all the time. You know what I mean? Mm hmm But for what it was and for what it did, sort of doing dark power pop sort of thing, I gave it like a four out of five. I'd give it like a two and a half. See, now I wanna know what the reaction's gonna be because I remember people hating so hard on Hollywood Undead when they first came out. But I kind of feel like that sort of subsided. So I want to know what, what the comment section is going to look like. Is it going to be like, Muse, you a fucking hater. You a fucking cougar. <laughs> Whatever that fucking random ass. Did you hear cougar? that song, by the way? Yeah. What? The, the, uh, what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> See, you're confused, right? Uh, rake I'm it very up. confused. You just called me a cougar. Rake it up by uh, uh, Yo Gotti. He starts, you know, laying into the haters. And he goes like, you a old hater. You a fucking cougar. And it's just like, wait, what? I guess he's just playing off the old and cougars are like older women preying on younger dudes. But like, is Yo Gotti a younger dude? <laughs> it's like, does, it, like, does he feel like he's being preyed upon? Like, I don't, it's very confusing. By the haters? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if it was a young guy, if it, if it was like fucking Lil Uzi Vert. Like, yeah, okay. But Yo Gotti is 36. Yeah. That's not old, but it's older than me. And for hip-hop, compared to the ones around him, it's kind of old. I mean, at least in that pool. He's a fucking old, he's an old dude, surrounded by all these dudes. You know how old Aesop Rock is? How old? 41. No fucking way. Yeah. You are lying. There's no goddamn way. I knew he was old. I did not know how old. He's 40 fucking one. No, he's not. He's 28. Aesop Rock. Not oh, Rocky. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think I'd be looking up how old. I don't give a fuck about goddamn Aesop goddamn Rock goddamn Key. <laughs> I wish I had more to say about Hollywood Undead. Dude, it was, um, it's exactly what I expected it to be. 
And that's not to say that I wanted to not like it, but I just didn't care for it. It it, it surprised me at points with the songs that were more low-key. I'm not big on their more sentimental songs like you said that like when they're more low-key and more like singing. I wasn't too big on those. Um, but I just prefer when they don't take themselves too seriously because at the end of the day, you're just a bunch of dudes in stupid masks. You know? Like, we're really gonna act like you guys are fucking big shots? Especially now? When you're, what, past your prime? I'm really surprised when, when, when I saw that this was, like, being requested, that this was so recent, and that they have a new album coming out, like, later this year. I, I have never, like, I've never heard, like, a single from them. It's, like, I've never been like, oh man, the radio, you can't escape their big hit, you know what I mean? There was a song on this album that I thought sounded like it could have been a hit, but I don't think it was. No, they they have not charted that high in anything. Their highest chart is the U.S. bubbling under the charts, which basically means you almost made it. <laughs> Dude, then, then why in one of these songs do they rap about a platinum plaque? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was. When was like, the fuck did that happen? <laughs> I, it's like, I highly doubt this, sir. As uh, soon as they said that, I was calling bullshit. No, I, apparently their first album went platinum. Oh, shit, okay. Talk, talking about them in their heyday. They were fucking around when people still bought albums. Although, I think it's funny that, like, okay, their first album was number 22. That was mm. the peak. And they sold a million copies. Their next album, 2011, hit number four on the charts. Wow. High, like... At least, you know, 18 places up from, you know what I mean, before. How hmm. many copies did they sell? Oh, they went gold. Huh. And then, just to show you how much the descent happens, in 2013, they were number two on the U.S. Billboard charts. Number two! Jesus. How many records did they sell? Uh, 157,000. Ugh. Like... That just shows you how badly the drop-off happened. You know, no where kidding. you could be number 22 in the country in 2008 and still sell a million copies. And then by 2013, even if you're the number two fucking album in the country, that don't mean shit. <laughs> no, that does not mean shit. That does not mean No one's buying dick. albums anymore. Isn't it crazy how that just happened, though? But you know what? Pe- people always like to blame the fans, right? They always like to blame the people. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, y'all just didn't buy albums. That's that's the real problem. That's the real shame. Because you guys didn't buy albums. Fuck you. I remember the fucking days where the only time you could like really find a song is if you bought the album. So right. you know, like you listen to it on the radio, oh man, I want to hear that song. You go out and get the album and you find out the album's fucking trash. You yourself posted on Twitter a couple days about about uh old Becky G. Oh yeah, yeah. Like did like that they didn't even like Make an album for her? Yeah. She had, why like, would you? EP out. But yeah, why would you? She had like a... My, actually, apparently it was really big. And apparently also charted on like the rap billboard charts. And I remember listening to that song. I was like, that shit didn't sound like a rap song. No. Are, 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 you, are you talking about Shower? Yeah. That was not a rap song. <laughs> yeah, I was like, the fuck not are you at talking all. about? <laughs> I know for the longest time they were, they were treating Alessia Cara that way. They just had an a, a EP out. And then it turned out like, oh man, this is doing really fucking well. Let's give her a full album. And now she's everywhere. 
Um, now, now she counts as pop because she doesn't use hip hop sounding beats as much, you know. Yeah, that's true. Isn't Even crazy, though, isn't it crazy how quickly people will 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 take you out of hip hop? You know what I mean? Like, oh hip, yeah, hip hop is like the proving ground for a lot of art, and then as soon as like, oh, I'm big. Not, I'm not. I'm not rap anymore. I'm not hip hop anymore. Don't label me like that. And what they mean is, don't put me in the box of this artist. I want to be able to sell more now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like mm-hmm. th- that's always what that is. No, like when a when a rock group always gets big. You know, what do they call him? He's a rock star. When yeah. a rapper gets really big, what is he? A rock star. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, that's true. No one ever says, ah. whatever happened to rap superstar? Didn't that used to be a thing? <laughs> I vaguely remember hearing that. Yeah, you don't hear that shit anymore. But yeah, See? like Lil Uzi Vert, like, oh, he's big. Don't call him a rapper. Hey, fuck you, he's rapping. <laughs> At least fucking Chance. It's in his name. I'm a rapper. <laughs> he can't escape that shit. Oh, he's no. got to change his name to Chance the Artist. <laughs> no, I still want the credibility of rap, but don't call me a rapper because I still want the record sales of a pop singer. <laughs> you know? I'm not a rapper. Who had that? Was that fucking Lil Wayne? I th- it was Lil Wayne. I think Childish Gambino also did that shit too. Oh, yeah. He was the one I was thinking of. Uh, d- I'm not a rapper. I just, was it? Like, I talk? I don't know. Come, uh, all right. Off goers. You gotta help us out. <laughs> Who said, I'm not a rapper? Someone has to have said that. That about does it for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. As we stated earlier, there's a Patreon-requested album review in this episode, and if you want to request an album to be reviewed, it is a one-time $40 pledge to patreon.com slash rapcritic or patreon.com slash muse there is a waiting period um i never got around to it last week posting the queue but um just don't be shy about emailing me and just asking me like hey where am i in the queue i'll let you know um we don't know how long that shit takes though because we don't always do requests every single week so it's hard to tell just kind of give you a give you a ballpark maybe but um in the meantime uh, thank you very much for listening to us this week. If this is your first time listening, all of our old episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, you can su- <laughs> you can subscribe to us on iTunes by just searching "Going Off Podcast," and all of our new episodes go live Saturday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But until next week for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse, and I'm the Rap Critic, telling you. Dude, it's okay to masturbate to shit. Just don't be a fucking hypocrite.